Hello, Kayla. Every second. Welcome to 2021, the second it's edition. A, it's a it's a wonderful look at this year. It's beautiful. It's new. It's shiny, and it's already gotten kind of cracked and broken and fucked up. Oops. And it's also terrifying. Oops. How was anyone to know? Literally, all of know. us knew. <laughs> um. So our last episode was the first episode of 2021, which was Die Hard. Was it? Which we loved. <laughs> I loved. You loved. I it. fucking I was, loved it. I was like, okay, sure. We learned a lot about, you know. What did we learn about Harrison? Production, production, okay. acting. Sure. Mm-hmm. The the laws of luck. Laws of luck. The laws of love, heartache. Feminist theory. We learned so much. And now, on today's episode, we're going to take a very cynical look back (laughs) at a year that most of us would care to forget. Yes. 2020. Uh, I enjoyed that the week that we watched this film so that we could record about this film, everything just went absolutely to shit the first week of 2021, and we halted our recording we pushed it back. Yeah. It was a lot that, to take in. Is that irony or or like you said, did everyone see it coming and it is not irony at all? Yeah, it's hard to say. I think anyone with any sort of common sense or understanding of the signs of fascism saw it coming, but maybe Republicans didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just had blind blind hope that here in Alaska, you know. Right. Um, we would be we're uh, so far we thought we'd be spared and you know what lo and behold our congressperson uh-huh who i know who that is denounced trump broke from the republicans and voted good for, for his him impeachment. or her or them whoever they are and i also hope i'm right in saying that it's a congressperson it might be a house representative mayor. oops I hear you clicking. I hear you googling. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing a single thing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I'm ready. It's a oh, the senator, not a congressperson. God, there's so many. There's so many parts of the government. I, I actually think they're all Congress people, and then they're either a senator. Oh, you're right. Or a state representative. So technically, you were correct. Yes, senators are specific. Our beloved, and only because they voted against Trump, Senator Uh (laughs) Lisa. Mm -hmm. Murkowski, who looks like she is a Muppet version of a stereotypical Karen. Hold on, let me look her up. Her name's Lisa or Lauren? What did you say? Lisa Murkowski. I'm just going to send you the picture I found. Well, I am going to... Oh, hope you heard that, everyone. What? That click sound of my computer screen grabbing. Oh, I did not hear anything. This, Um, uh, This woman's got, like, classic hair. Oh, yeah. Dolly Parton could play her in a movie. She could, except that, you know, she'd have to... Lower her standards so much. Well, I'm not here to, to insult the way someone looks, but... And then I ended my statement. <laughs> she... I'm, uh, I guess I'm glad she represents us. Woo! <laughs> here in our state of Alaska. Anywho. Yes. Anyway, we had to take a little break for our own sanity, but we're back. Yes. Truly. And... We just want you to know that 
we hate all white supremacists and they should be banished. And if you think these people cared about cops, why did they kill cops? True. In really, uh, in that one instance, a very particularly cruel way that's disgusting. I'm so sick of reading about it. I can't read about it anymore. Yes. That's how I am about it. So let's focus on the terrible horrors of last year. Yeah, let's Let rewind the wallow. clock. Let, let us not wallow. If I could turn wallow. back term. <laughs> the, the year that we're currently in, let's talk about 2020. So this is a film that I thought before and after and during was called Fuck 2020. And that We've been calling it called. that. Ever since. We well, I feel like I infected you with my incorrect name for this film. But Harrison, tell me, what is the actual name of this movie? This movie, this is a British mockumentary called it's Death British? to 2020. Yeah. Wait, I, th- I think I knew that because isn't the um, narrator, was he British? Well, yeah, well, yes, definitely. But it's made by the, the creators of Black Mirror. Oh, granted. Um, And... Until I knew that, I didn't really understand why people keep comparing it to Black Mirror. I don't think it's at all like Black Mirror. Do you? Well, it's... It's not really about technology style. whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I think I knew... I think it was advertised on Netflix as from the creators of Black Mirror. Oh, I think I missed that. I went into this pretty... Like, not knowing much at all. Pretty blind. Yes. Well, the film is called Death to 2020, and it is a what we call in the film industry a mockumentary a fake documentary yes speaking of which have you ever watched trailer park boys yes i just recently started watching that like ever yeah oh my god oh you have to let me know when you get to the episode about conky because it's literally my favorite episode of the whole show okay well i'll have to let you know that doesn't ring a bell with me right now so you'll know Um, I saw the season with Elliot Page in it. That was exciting. Oh, yes. The early on. Yeah, that was season two. How many seasons are there? Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> a lot. Did they ever make it out of the trailer park? Um, I'm not going to spoil anything for you. Uh, that's, not, that's not even the premise of the show. 13 seasons? Yeah. Uh, when I used to live in the South with um, some friends we went to school with, our good mm-hmm. friends, shout out Katie and David. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we lived in a big old house with so many people, mm-hmm. and as you do right after college. Uh, um, you didn't. And I didn't, technically. You did. Well, I lived during with my college. aunt and uncle. During college, you lived with all <laughs> of them. During college, though. I lived with a whole mess of people. That is true. Um, we watched. Well, they watched Trailer Park Boys all the time, and I would come in and catch like bits and pieces, but I. I got to watch a lot of it, and I really liked it. It's really funny. I mean, I it's one I watching it. I was surprised that I had never. I I was never actually surprised. I hadn't watched it because I thought it was. I didn't. I don't think I knew what it was. Yeah. And um, then finally, I've just run out of TV shows to binge watch in the background while I live my life, which I do for comfort. Yes. I've rewatched King of the Hill so many times that. Ooh, I, I want to do know. that. It's great, but like I, I watched it back to back. Like I binged it in the background of my life, and then I was like, "What do I watch now? King of the Hill again? Oakley Dokley. And then I did, and so 
I mean, solid rewatch. But I was like, maybe there are other television shows. Oh, my God. I could give you so many recommendations. The reason I bring it up is because as I was watching it, Michael was like, this was like, this was before The Office. Like, this was this style. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this were these were the first people who really kind of did this TV show where it was like a mockumentary that never really made any sense. And like, um, thanks to the really, Canadians, yeah, our neighbors. It's it's hilarious. Thank you, Canadians. I don't think we have a we have a slew of films coming at you for the next several weeks, and I don't know that any of them are American. Oops. Uh, I don't think they are. That's kind of strange, considering you know Hollywood. Yeah, but we've been we've been all over the map with our reviews. I feel like we really have, which is so a good thing. We are, yes, we are not talking about Trailer Park Boys. No, but you should all go uh, watch it after this. Okay. Yes, um, but we are talking about Death to 2020. So it is a mockumentary by the people who made Black Mirror. I agree that I don't think stylistically or anything, it doesn't remind me of Black Mirror. <clears throat> I mean, it's got that slick kind of editing, like it's shot very sharp. Yeah. So that maybe I can see. It's got that like sort of almost um, synthetic like visual filter over all of it in that way it felt very much like black mirror where it almost feels like that kind of sensation when you first start watching only like 4k or hd movies after watching regular movies your whole life and you're like why do i feel sick (laughs) yes it's got that (laughs) yes i see that so it's almost silly to do a plot synopsis of this film because the plot is the year 2020 yeah. And the the real purpose of this mockumentary is is these characters, these these um these characters that um a very star-studded cast yes um <laughs> uh created to comment on everything that happened in 2020 which we already know. Yes. It was So yeah. <clears throat> I'm trying to think like where to even begin. So there's we've got the narrator who's Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, he's um, not British. What the hell am I talking about earlier when I said that? Well, the, there's a lot of British um, people in interviewees. Yes. There's a scientist. There is an average citizen who is played by um, someone who's famous who I've never, I'm not familiar with. I guess they're famous in like British shows. Oh, is she the shows. one that, okay, because she was one of the funniest. Yeah, she was really funny. Um, yeah. And then we've got a soccer mom who is... Well, a self-described soccer mom who's actually supposed to represent, like, this Karen identity that everyone talks about. Like, although she's not blonde and every Karen representation I've ever seen is, like, a older blonde woman. Yes. Um, and then we've got Queen Elizabeth II, who is, like, played by Tracy, Tracy Ullman, who's, like, my fucking favorite. So I was so stoked to see her in this. Um, like, I grew up watching Tracy Takes On and then... Well, she's whatever United States show she did. The The Simpsons, their start uh, was oh, yeah. the mm-hmm. Tracy Alden show. So obviously very important to me. <laughs> she does a, like, I'm going to look it up right now and send it to you because it's seriously amazing. On the Tracy Ullman show, um, she does an impression of, um, in State of the Union, um, which was her show when she became an American citizen in order to make fun of Americans. 
Um, <laughs> uh, it's Andy Rooney, like the famous actor. Um, he, I'm just gonna send it to you because it's like not even worth describing. Um, it's just so hilarious. But anyway, Tracy Ullman, and then we've got um, the person who's supposed to represent Elon Musk, I guess, or or is he supposed to represent Jeff Bezos, the CEO of a technology company? I so. Yeah, I mean, I think he's supposed to be like a um, like a millennial version of, of Jeff Bezos. He's um, like some sort of a I, I almost want to say dot com bubble kind of millionaire, except not. Um, I guess who's like a young, terrible billionaire? Maybe he's supposed to be Elon Musk. I don't know. He's not young or Facebook man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm um, sure he's supposed to represent him. We don't speak hilarious. his name. <laughs> Um, he had some of the best lines in this whole thing, and um, now I can't remember any of them, but he really did. Like, um, oh, when when they talk about Greta Thornburg um, uh, and her speech, and he's like, it scared the shit out of me what she said, so I built a bunker and hid or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just everyone in it is really masterful. Like, every person um, – Every character is hilarious. I didn't catch that the scientist's name is Pyrex Flask. That's hilarious. This is yeah. just so I I see here that apparently this was not a very successful um film. Like I guess people thought it was too on the nose. I don't know. Yeah, I saw that there was a lot of negative reviews. But what is it on Rotten Tomatoes? I got to look it up. While you do that, I'll list the rest of the like characters. There's yes. a New York New Yorkerly news reporter, which is supposed to be like the New York Times, and that's Samuel L. Jackson, who's hilarious. There's Hugh Grant as Tennyson Foss, a historian who um, kind of represents Fox News watchers, I would say, to a degree. Um, there's Lisa Kudrow, who was so funny, who's kind of representing like a Kellyanne Conway type reporter who yes. forgets what she said as soon as she said it, as she's like lambasting d- Democrats. Yeah. And by the end of it becomes a Democrat. It's so funny to watch it unfold because it's it's just so on the yes. nose about how conspiracy theorists are. Um, sorry for that noise. Lou has decided she's going to dance in the chair beside the re- microphone. Lou, oh, can you not... Um, <clears throat> then we have Leslie Jones, who is also fucking hilarious, a behavioral psychologist who has a book mm. called, <laughs> what's the book called? Like, what the fuck is wrong with everyone or something? <laughs> um, and then a gig economy millennial, oh, Joe Keery. He's, he's so the funny. guy from Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, and then Kumail Nanjani is the bark, the CEO. Yeah. I think I said that. And then Kristen Malati is the soccer mom. Diane Morgan is the average citizen. Samson Kayo is the scientist who's just fucking hilarious. And Tyrex then Flask is again a choice name for a parody yes. scientist. And then Charlie Booker, who is one of the Black Mirror directors or creators, is plays the director in the movie. So that's the cast, and it's set up in a interview style, 
um, I guess you, you know, it is, it is a mockumentary, but it's set up as a documentary and, um, they're being interviewed as in like a typical year in review format for 2020. So like they jump from topic to topic, progressing from the beginning of the year to the end. Um, and I think, uh, what's, what I liked about it was that, and while I don't feel like this is necessary to get kind of the point across of the overarching like problems of 2020. Um, they do a really good job of making fun of everyone equal, equally. I feel like, um, like they definitely, you know, it's no secret that Joe Biden is not like a lot of people's pick for president or Kamala Harris is not a lot of people's pick for vice president. Um, I thought it did a really funny job of basically saying like, two ancient white man like men face off for the and then it did a really good job of pointing out like how much Kamala Harris attacked Biden when they were running against each other for the Democratic candidate I think it did a really good job of rounding that out and reminding people like how quickly these people just shut up and take a role when they can get it you know what I mean like especially yeah. politicians like it does a really good job of sh laying like how transparent but um that is and how the media taps into it because you know the media doesn't talk about that anymore about like all the things that kamala challenged joe biden on like none of that is being discussed anymore mm -hmm. um so in that way i so thought it was really good and i i actually encouraged my parents to watch it because i was like even if this is going to upset you because of some sort of political leaning that you think it has, like it does a pretty good job of laying the groundwork to make fun of everyone. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'd have to hear from a more right leaning person than either of us, which we're not to, interested to in doing. Well, no, we're not. <laughs> no, but I had the same thought. Um, so I, I looked it up on rotten tomatoes. Yeah. It's only a 37% on rotten tomatoes in the general consensus. Uh, seems to be that like this is all very obvious or it's like jokes that were made all throughout the year that were just kind of like repurposed but I think that's kind of what I like about it there's this idea right where when you go through something like 2020 you want if not closure then some sort of a like a a way to summarize it for it to be something that you can kind of wrap up and understand and I think this felt like that for me, and it was delivered in a really funny way. Funnier than any listicle about 2020 mm -hmm. or any anything I could have read about 2020 or maybe something fictional that eventually will be made about 2020. I personally thought that this felt very cath cathartic, you know. Um, and I – sure, nothing was too new in terms of the jokes, but it, it felt like the first time we were – we were all like agreeing on it in one nice little package, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, I found it consistently funny, um, and definitely, definitely needed. It was nice to watch the day before the Capitol was taken over. Yeah. <laughs> by uh, far right um, insurrectionists, so that was a nice cap off. It was like ho ho ho. I'm sure 2021 will be a lot better than that. Although the the ending, the ending, which isn't really a spoiler because again this is just a film about 2020, 
the ending where they they they're like, hey, can you just help us with the next film we're gonna make in a year? And they have them read the crazy lines like, no one could have seen it coming that like, and then they just say outlandish things about what could possibly happen in twenty twenty one. Right. Chef's kiss. Yeah. Excellence. I liked. Um, I didn't notice this the first time I watched the movie, uh, but the second time I watched it, I sat through the credits because one thing I like that bothers me about Netflix is this. I don't know that it's like best suited for all content is as soon as the movie ends, it suggests like something else to watch and the size of what and you're watching shrinks. Yeah. yeah. And it starts to preview for the next thing. Yeah. And then you can't enjoy like any post credit zingers or anything, but um, I thought it was really funny that during the credits, they're like, we're just going to record some interviews um, preemptively for the 2021 edition. Can you read the following lines? And one of them was like, and no one knew President Kamala was going to force everyone into a space or like something completely outlandish. I don't remember the punchline, but it was just the end credits were hilarious. And one of my favorite yes. parts of this was also like how it kind of makes fun of it's making fun of itself as well, because it's, you know, a mockumentary format. But as the scientist, <clears throat> excuse me, Pyrex Flask is talking <laughs> during the film. He's talking about like how vaccine how vaccinations work, when you get a shot, what oh, and, stages and they, it goes through, and it's showing like the stock footage B roll of people like juggling and it's like circus <laughs> circus performers and he's like, Why are you showing that? Are you listening to what I'm saying? What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> and they're like, Oh, sorry, it's just to like keep people's interest and he's like, Okay and then he continues talking and then it's just like showing a rhino like taking a giant shit <laughs> and he's like this has nothing to do with what i'm talking about it's just like it doesn't so take good. itself seriously at all and i think that that's maybe why it loses so many people i would mm -hmm. i would venture to guess um because i mean it is pretty generally considered it had a lot of unfavorable reviews sure well i'm ready to give my review do it. Okay. I'm giving this a five out of six. All I, right. I, I like to reserve sixes for like my, I will rewatch this over and over again. Like until the end of time, part of my identity till the end of time. So it doesn't get a six, but I will say I do highly recommend watching it. Um, even the most cynical people who are probably thinking it's going to be trash and, and, and just recycled jokes, maybe give it a watch anyway. I almost, it feels almost like, therapeutic it was a nice little recap and i found it consistently funny yes throughout so five out of six boom did what it promised to do harrison yeah a smile on my face um i'm gonna give it a four out of six mm -hmm. and this um my main criticism is that you know i think it's hard for something like this to age Oh, and, oh, for sure. And I also think, like, I don't know. I, when we decided we were going to do this, I was like, I don't feel confident enough to recall enough of the movie to talk about it, so I had to watch it again. And it was only, like, a week since I watched it, <laughs> um, which says a lot. So I don't it's, know. It's also like a little snack. Like, you could just watch it. Absolutely, yeah. So, you know, like, like a little snack. Right, yeah. So I'm not giving it a failing grade. On our well, very well-researched we... and yes. um, perfect grading system. But what how, I will say is... How... Yes, go ahead. I w 
Book, I I'm did enjoy something. it. Go ahead. Yes. I did enjoy it. I thought it was really funny. It felt a lot like SNL. It felt like a bunch of SNL skits, which I liked. Yes, um, it did. So yeah, generally, I give it a favorable review. Not perfect, but I certainly don't give it a failing grade. I mean, How... the cast alone is like pretty commendable. Lisa Kudrow it's... was so good. Oh my <laughs> god. Seriously. Um, my thought that I bookmarked was like, what, um, what could we do to become a tomato meter approved critic? Why aren't our, uh, scores, our four out of six and our five out of six, why are they not part of the tomato meter? And, um, let me, let me let you know about the eligibility guidelines, which I bet we meet. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Professional film and TV critics check Double something check. about being in a, a professional publication check i'm not even worried about i know we qualify yeah i i will have to submit uh an application for uh their march deadline okay so um tune in tune in in march to see how my 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 journey to getting us on rotten tomatoes we got to get on there we the, have to. Our opinions are, or they need to be on the tomato website. Yeah, our perfect review of Batman Returns is obviously in line with all film theorists. So, yes. Um, one more thing I'm going to say because I mentioned that this does a good job of poking fun at both sides, which I think it does. But also, one of the critics' reviews that I found of it said that they found some nothing particularly insightful and criticized a few lame stabs at both sidesing the um, the polarization of American politics, which I agree with. Um, I think that I'm obviously saying that as someone who is aware that that's happening. I think that if you go into this movie not understanding that, like, obviously there's a right and wrong side to the way that the media handles things in this country um, and the way in which these people were empowered to do what they did, the insurrectionists, for example, obviously they're not on the right side of history. Like there's no both sides in that, like, mm -hmm. and that wasn't featured in this movie, but mm -hmm. it did feature a lot of pushback and intentionally misunderstanding like the black lives matter movement from the opposition right-wing media who like blanket statement regards them as Antifa, not even knowing what that is like the imaginary ghost in the room Antifa. <laughs> um, when in fact, if you're against fascism, you are an anti-fascist. Like it's just I the common sense logic of like some right-leaning conservatives um it's always been there but i think now it's like on a pedestal like ignorance is celebrated for some reason i think you have to have an understanding of that when you go into this movie that like obviously they're not on the right side of history like insurrectionists taking over a body chamber that they already have control over is stupidity like saying that you are a blue lives matter patriot and then killing a cop at the steps of a government building is stupidity like there's no like either you're unwilling to see that 
and that's your own fault for being willfully ignorant <laughs> or you have an understanding of what's happening which is that these people are being like empowered by the actions and statements of our pre our current president so our current president who won't be our president when this airs yeah we'll oh, hopefully oh! we'll hopefully never have to see or hear from again um Boop, bop, and then maybe we can move back to our home state once uh once that happens you know, we'll see. We've been exiled. Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> We've been exiled, so maybe we'll be able to go back. Um, that would be nice. It would be nice. It's getting cold up here. It Even is. More, I mean, it's always cold, but like especially right now. I think it might be that time where the sun doesn't rise. Oh, that time. We could look outside, you know, but it's too far uh, from my, mm, my computer's too far from my window. Yeah. Yeah, true. I don't know, Harrison. There's it's airborne. Virus. I, yeah. No thanks. Um. All right. Well. Thanks for joining us, everyone. As always, subscribe, share, like, blast us tell, on the internet. Tell tell Rotten Tomatoes about how you need to to consider our opinions, how they need to consider our opinions. Let them know. Mm -hmm. Even though I think we already got disqualified because it says something about how it has to be written. Oh, we don't know how written. to write. Yeah, no, I'm not writing anything. Shit. Use your, use your listening. No, no, okay? no. Yeah. For now. Thank you. All right, on that note, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.